at TCU grad. No. What the heck? We're recording? Yes. Uh, I graduated from South Park. I do this on my own, so you know how that goes. (laughs) Well, it's not up to snuff. It's easy to do stuff that doesn't work. The words have gotten all distorted. Welcome back to Fortitude, guys. It is Brenton Payne across from me. J.W. Wilson is who's speaking. This so is Fortitude. The, he, he must be excited about this. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am. Uh, I think it's Fortitude FW is our is our handle on social media in Roxo Media House on the internet if you wish to email or find us on. Are you enjoying the 90 degree December days? <sighs> 85, but yes, I am. Yeah. The it doesn't do anything for my allergies right. when it's you do 85 little, in right. December. You do look a little puffier than normal, but I look puffy like this all the time. So that's because I just ate like three chocolate chip cookies in your kitchen. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Those were for me, by the way. Thank and you. the cheese puffs I brought in mm-hmm. for the I, office. I spot three snacks just sitting here. Like, I knew you could probably room. smell them. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the cheese puffs would have to be brought in somehow, somewhere. Which I bought at an office depot, which uh, it's not really the place you'd think of buy snacks, Shacks. but uh, it was so large and plentiful, the, the jar of Cheetos. We have those at our office, Britain, too. <laughs> they're good. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're not good for you, though, as well, you can probably imagine. So They're one step away from is. plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> The, the voice you're hearing is a guy by the name of Cameron Fowler, the owner, founder of Digital Seat Media. And thank you for joining us, Cameron. We're, we're honored to have you in, the, in our presence. Yeah, you have it. a phenomenal story, and we're going we're gonna to get all in that today. Thanks cool. so much for having me. Yeah, Appreciate thanks it. for being here. Yeah, absolutely. As, uh, as we just learned, you are a Southwest Christian High School graduate, year 20, or 2004. Yep. And then the really cool part, kids, close your ears. <laughs> he didn't go to college. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but there's a good reason for that. So tell us how Digital Seat uh, found you. Yeah, so I've worked with my co-founder, Matt Sullivan, for um, about 12 years now. And so we, um, we're we working on a project around facial recognition software deal, uh, for people like Intel. And we started working together, Him, me working on the, the business development side, him working on the engineering side. His background was a senior engineer at, at Dell. Um, and then once we you know, kind of quit doing facial rec. Then we were very fortunate enough to where we started picking up um, jobs for consulting that really we found interesting. And so why we would do things like uh, data infrastructure for Mary Kay. We worked on the build your own shoe campaign for Reebok. Um, but we were actually working on a project in conjunction with Google that had to do with near what's called near field communication chip. And that is the chip inside your phone that allows you to make mobile payments. And so you can just, whenever you go into a CVS and you tap your phone and you pay, use an app, Apple Bay, that's NFC. Well, I had a bunch of NFC tags on my desk at the office, and I called Matt and I said, hey, I was like, do you realize that we can pass data back and forth with these? It doesn't just have to be mobile payment. We can tap on it and send somebody to a website. And he said, okay, you know, so what? And I said, well, that means, yeah, I'm a big sports fan, grew up going to TCU games and Texas games and things of that nature. And I said, what about sports stadiums? I said, I'm so tired of going to these games. And they say, hey, download the app. I said, and I can't download it because the bandwidth's awful. I said, what if we put them on seats? And then you could tap your phone to it. And he said, well, what if we did QR codes while we wait for NFC to get adopted? And that was really kind of the genesis of the idea. We what said, year was that? That was back in 2000, what are we in? 2021. That was in 2000 and probably 15. Okay. Um, Pre-pandemic, pre-snap the picture of the QR for your like was, menu, all that stuff. Free everything. Yeah. Free being able to scan it natively too as well. What's, like quick, on your what's QR stand for? Quick response code. Quick response. Okay. Speaking of, 
what the heck is a QR code for those who aren't don't know you. <laughs> so uh, the QR code is the, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, is the square black and white object you see on a lot of consumer packaged goods. You see it on most restaurant tables these days where you can open up your phone camera, aim it at it, and then it will launch, you know, a website or launch an app download. Um, they use them a lot in their infancy for inventory tracking, but a lot of people don't know overseas, especially in Asia Pac, they have been used for years as the main form of payment. So when people go up and they go to a gas station and they grab a bag of chips, they simply scan a QR code that's sitting right there by the register and walk out the door. Um, and I think it's something like 75% of all payments overseas um, are used through QR codes. We're just way behind here. Oh, in, wow. Now, will a QR replace like a U? PC or this to totally separate? Like it, it, it's kind of the. Or am it, I conflating? No, here? it could. They can both pass because um, so UPC has a set amount of data that it can use. QR code is variable, so you can you can have different, um, which is why you'll see some QR codes that don't have as little mini rectangle boxes inside of it, and you have see, see some that have thousands of them, yeah. and that's telling you how much data it's carrying inside of it. UPC, I while one could technically replace the other. I don't, I mean, UBC has a, you know, it is globally used. It is a really good, you know, it's it's the standard. So, yes, they could, but I, I don't think that's probably going to be coming anytime soon. Darn. So you came <laughs> up with this this QR code for seats, and I know the story because I've heard it before, but tell us a story about how you were sampling all these ways to stick it on a seat where people like Brenton wouldn't peel it off and yeah. take it home with them. Yeah, do you have super adhesive on that? Because yeah. I would. I was just thinking like I would peel that off. Well, that was... Uh, <laughs> Not this one, bro. That, that was one of the things that um, I think, especially from a competitor standpoint, and we always explain this when we're at investor meetings and, th and, and pitching to universities and, and pro teams, um, is the actual tag itself and what all went into making these these silly little things. Um, they're about one and a half or one and three quarter inches tall by an inch wide. And we were told early on, hey, if you're going to go put these in, in a billion dollar stadium they can't be torn off they can't have mess up the seat like and they've got to be able to last outdoors for years on end because it doesn't make financial sense for us to go into a university of oklahoma and put in eighty six thousand tags every single year it yeah. just doesn't work yeah. so um we you know we were naive we thought okay it's fine we can go down to a local signage manufacturer we'll get them to print some up we'll go put them on it can't be that difficult Wow. Two years later, two and a half years later, we finally got a version that made sense. And that was by working with manufacturers around the world, literally writing, writing patents around the way that we do some of this stuff, working with um, engineers and scientists at 3M, because we went to 3M and we said, look, there's no adhesive on the market that can do what we need it to do. We need it to last in negative 20 degree weather out in Colorado, and we need it to work in 115 degree weather in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, well, this is interesting. And so I got a, um, a master's in chemical engineering that I never wanted um, mm -hmm. when working on all this stuff. And that has been really a big competitive advantage for us because we have these giant um, facilities that say, hey, look, if you're if somebody new signing on, call, have them call us and we will tell them how well it's worked. And yeah, we were, we, we totally thought that people were going to come in and just, especially drunk college kids, were going to come in and say, I want to take this to my dorm room. Maybe we didn't have a lot of faith in humanity there, but <laughs> that just hasn't been the case. Our loss rate has been almost- I, I do have a question about it. If I was to have a rather large amount of big league chew bubble gum and stuck it to cover almost all of that, what would happen? 
Um, so in that instance, you can do it, but we have liaisons at every venue that go after every game. Um, so they go by and they check the tags and say, hey. They'd be able to scrape it off? Uh, oh, yeah, you can get stuff off the top. Yeah. And But you can't take, like, your fingernail and scratch the QR code. You can't take your keys and scratch it. Um, it's, it's very, very resilient in the way that they go on there. So nice. I sit down on my seat, Cameron, and I open my phone and place it over this QR code. In, in a perfect world, what are all the opportunities that are afforded me with this QR? Right. So we build, what, what will happen is when you aim your camera at, at it, it launches what we call the digital seat uh, platform. So that has different modules. We have 28 of them that allow you to do things like order food and drink to your seat, look at live game stats, look at player rosters. We have a lot of brands that we work with from Starbucks to Google to Pizza Hut to Papa John's to in they want to reach these fans that are inside the venues. And so we allow them to put different sponsorships on there. So we did a deal with Starbucks. They gave away $50,000 in free gift cards up at Washington. Um, so you'll see a module for that. Um, you'll see a way for to engage with the players. But we also do things like incident reporting from a safety perspective. So if somebody in front of you is having a heart attack or somebody's drunk, you can just tap on there and say, hey, I've got an issue. And we know immediately where you are inside the stadium. Chewing too much uh, Is, you, is yeah, one of the um, modules go directly to... China, so all the information on my phone they have access to? We, uh, you know, early on, especially <laughs> whenever we were raising capital, the thing was, do you know how much money is in all this data? We as a company, we don't sell data. Um, that is, And that makes us an anomaly in the tech world. It's just something yeah, it uh, philosophically that we so don't So you push in. out rather than We push out. And, and we will, I say we don't sell data. We provide data to our school partners that's, that's valuable to them. Like, hey, whenever you run, hey, TCU, whenever you run a free helmet giveaway, you can expect 30% of fans to scan it. Or when you put uh, Buffalo Bros Pizza on there, then you can bet that half of your students are going to scan. We share that kind of Kind data. of anonymous data. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so so that we have no issues with. But what yeah. we don't do is if you scan the tag to sign up for free Starbucks, we don't go sell that to, to AT&T and go, hey, you should really solicit all these mm -hmm. people. Like you that. don't have a list of, like, for... Uh Oshini, like these are the kids who are really getting out of hand at the stadium on these seats because they scanned it. Um, we not, know all their personal info. Um, not not yet. <laughs> uh, you can see how he didn't say no. He right. said not no, yet. We, I didn't say we didn't have Maybe. the list, but we don't share it. Let me put it that way. Each tag is unique to its own seat, right? They're not just a you know, 55,000 tags. Everyone is unique. It's like a big puzzle. And that was um, another challenge we had to overcome was finding a manufacturer that could, that could manufacture these tags at scale, at the quality we need them. But also when we do, again, a big stadium that's 80,000 seats, when we go in, we have giant crates that have 80,000 tags in them. And everyone goes to a designated spot. Hand by hand. Stuck? Yeah. And we got, it was, I am, um, it, well, I won't say embarrassed to say, but our very first venue was Virginia Tech basketball. And we went and put in, I think it was 9,000 tags. They came all individually wrapped with individual adhesive on the back. Oh. So imagine having to open up plastic and then peel off. And it took us two and a half days to do that. We just got through doing the Rose Bowl at the beginning of the football season. We did 92,000 tags in, oh in, in 10 hours. So, I mean, so 10 you go, hours? Yeah, and so you go from, we look back at where we were a year ago, and we're like, man, it took us three days to do 9,000 tags, and we just did 
ninety thousand in ten hours. What's sped up? Is it the the just experience? You you care like a it's, machine that it, does it, or it it helps is, you do it, um, or the labor? The labor's got to be so, so much better nowadays. We have a core team now. Now that we've gone through, we're we're almost at a million tags, and now that you know, when you do a million of something, you kind of get understand uh, proficiencies in it and, and what to do and what not to do. So we figured out um, how to organize tags for wherever we get on site. I will say seventy percent of the work is done before we get there. Like we every every section is is already boxed. All the tags are already in order. So we start bottom to top or top to bottom yeah. and we go in and put them down. But we also figured out how to get them on sheets. Instead of doing them individual, we're getting them manufactured and coming in 42 on a sheet where we can just go and peel them off instead of having to do them one by one. And we don't have to deal with all this trash and everything else. It is significantly more efficient nice. um, than it was in the beginning. How many teams, how many schools are utilizing this technology? So we'll be, right now, I think we're in a 38 venues. Um, most of them collegiate. Um, we've got an NBA partner um, up at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, we're getting ready to announce another professional partnership hopefully here in the next but well hopefully in th this month by the end of this month um that we're really excited about uh you can tell us we, we, it won't be out no no one will know it's just the three of us yeah <laughs> um, and uh, our moms too well oh and we have belgium listeners there now too. Uh, there you go yeah. um and so um the big universities that we work with which we're proud of you know TC, we're, we're very proud of being from Texas. We're very proud that we have TCU, we have SMU, we have Baylor. Um, but then the state of Oklahoma, I don't know what it is about up there with Digital Seat, but we're in about every venue you can possibly have. We're in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Tulsa, um, obviously the the Thunder up there. But then we do across country. We do the University of Washington. We do the Rose Bowl. We do UCLA. So we've got we're spread pretty far and wide. What was the first one? Virginia Tech? That was the first one you Virginia got? Virginia Tech was the first full-scale rollout. The first test we ever did was SMU. Oh, um, so we went in and put some um, test ones down. And we learned about something whenever we were there um, that there is a chemical called polytetrafluoride ethylene that none of us had ever heard of because there's no reason for normal people to hear of it. And what it is, it's essentially Teflon. Well, they put it on some seats and seat manufacturers put it on there so that kids don't stick big you know big league gum on there and mm -hmm. things like that well we didn't know that was a thing so we went in and we went to put these tags down for the first samples and they would not stick and we're like what is going on and but they had stuck on every other test that we had done mm. and that's whenever we learned about the substance and that's when we had to go back and go back to 3m and go okay here's another hurdle we've got to overcome mm -hmm. but yeah. that's what again competitive advantage yeah for sure so once that one got going did it all fall into place? <laughs> I mean, because you've been at this for a while. This so, It wasn't just like an overnight thought of an idea type of deal. It was just 10. So a little bit of the backstory. We came up with the idea and we went to um, a major league baseball team and said, hey, we'd love to deploy this year. And they was said. Was it the A's? I can only imagine that their it, analytics guys might well, be interested. We went and we said we wanted to deploy it. And they said, this is great. And I'll put it this way. Um, Major League Baseball stepped in and said, what a great idea. We're not going to let you do it. Have a good day. Mm -hmm. And we were like, what? And that um, happens to me I, a lot around here. I, and <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the good ideas that they always throw in the trash. Yeah. So, You're probably so, understanding why, though. Right? <laughs> so that was um, so we sat back and we were like, what in the world just happened? And that and then we stopped for three years after that happened. We said, OK, I, I told Matt, I said, 
we need to continue to do what we do, work our day job, so to speak, um, and wait for QR code because that was with NFC. I said we need to wait uh. for QR code scanning to be native on the on the application. So then we came back and we got some partnerships and we we did SMU, um, we did Virginia Tech, and then we did the national championship game. That was at the beginning of 2020, and we're like, this is going great. Nothing bad can happen. We're ready to go. Well, March rolled around, and yeah. we were like, and then we were sitting around going. What just happened? Everything bad has happened and yeah. nothing's going as planned. Yeah. And so um, we took a hiatus and sat back and did some self-reflection on what does this look like? What does the world look like when you run it? You're running a live event company um, and sports company with no live events. It's mm -hmm. something you don't put in a SWOT analysis when you meet investors and go, well, you can say, oh, well, there's some competitors or other, but you don't say every live event in the world's been canceled. Mm -hmm. And so, so it didn't exactly just cascade into all this success but we played it through and then when football finally announced last year hey we're gonna play with fans in the stands and we were waiting up until two weeks before um until we found out hey oklahoma's playing the big 12 is playing and so we had two weeks to order all these tags and, and get them, get them installed on. and go once we did that then that kind of opened the floodgates yeah. where we got more calls cameron how does digital seat make its money off these tags so um, we have a couple different revenue models. So we have a partnership with Learfield IMG, which controls about 90% of the multimedia rights, the advertising rights in the collegiate space across the U.S. We partner with them um, and we put tags in. They go and sell the sponsorship spots to these big brands, to the Googles, the Starbucks of the world. Um, and we have a rev share model there. Our other model is just a straight licensing fee. So there's some, especially in the pro space, um, where we go to them and we say, how big is your venue? How many events do you have a year? They tell us and we say, okay, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars a year. Mm -hmm. And they just write us a check and we support the platform. Have you gotten back into MLB or there's still no way? So, um, Or maybe I'm touching on the big announcement nah, for the month. Um, we have... I will say we have made ground there and it's by way of ownership and these team leads that have really said, Hey, we got to have this. And by the sixth team that called and I said, you can't do it in the sixth time of them going, Oh yes, we can. And I'm like, okay, call me back when they say yes. And then they call back and go, yeah, they said no. And so, but now the tide is seemingly, um, it's looking like loosening up to where we might be able to do some creative things in there especially with incident reporting i mean that's yeah. a that's a that's a big because that's a safety for thing. sure yeah yeah it's not just me. like if somebody threw a tortilla from a certain seat or something that's, along ex those that's lines. Ex mm -hmm. exactly right mm -hmm. or do you just instead of making the whole stand move to another section <laughs> that's <laughs> silly like that. yeah so you you've also told me before that uh, in, I don't know if you're there yet, but you could actually put this in uh, Las Vegas. Say the, the Raiders. Do the Raiders have this? And it, could that? Could you gamble from these things at some point so, somewhere? So that is really our um, kind of. I won't say holy grail, but one of our big initiatives and one that we write um, a lot of IP, we, we write a lot of patents are really important to us of protecting what it is that we're doing. But um, yeah, we see a day where once sports gambling is legalized in every state, we think 10%, 12% of people are going to be what they call themselves sports wagers, where they have that app on their phone and that's they're sitting at the game, that's what they're doing. The other people that gamble are going to be what we call impulse bettors that are sitting there and they've had a couple drinks on a Saturday and they're like, I bet $10 he's going to miss his field goal. Mound ball. We, we want those guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, we want them to, we I always tell people we exist for the same reason that Amazon exists. It's not because Amazon, they're not the size they are because they figured out how to sell things online. People have been doing that. They capitalize on the 
fact that we're lazy as human beings, that we want to tap something with one button and we want it the next day. That's why Digital Seed exists. Why did you because, look at me when you said yeah, that? Yeah, why did JW, and JW look at, he, he didn't catch it because he was looking at me uh, when he said a that. A lot of reflection over there, huh? Okay, I'm going to- Look inward. Yes, I'm going to crawl into Cameron's brain. I'm going to ask this. NIL. Yeah. This seat technology. Yeah. What happens? So, um, we just got back from a conference. Wait, I'll, let me connect. There you go. Hand, okay, hand go in glove. <laughs> we just got back from a conference um, dealing with NIL, NFTs, um, what those look like in the future. Um, NIL, some of these deals that we're hearing about are huge. There are a ton of platforms that are popping up for um, these student athletes to manage, so to make sure that they have the right agents, as weird as that sounds, to make sure that their deals are the way they're supposed to be, they're not get taken advantage of, a lot of, and a lot of uh, platforms for the schools to, to, to maintain control and look at it and go, okay, we know that um, Cameron's got this deal, JW's got this deal. So those are popping up. Where we see ourselves fitting in is these student athletes are using TikTok, they're using Twitter, they're using um, Instagram to communicate these deals to say, hey, I signed with In-N-Out Burger, make sure you go to In-N-Out Burger. We see a world where they use digital seat, um, where they have their entire, their individual platform. So they can put on there their favorite charities. They can, you can tap on it to sign up for Cameo. You can look at their favorite recipes. You can look at their highlight clips all in one space. It's consolidated. Yeah. I think that's where we live. Um, we are at a point though where we are so busy trying to staff up that um, we have had a few conversations in that space that have been meaningful, um, but it's going to take us a little bit to get and really build that out. Yeah. So this could literally be everywhere, not just sports and that, but it could be everywhere at some point it, in, our, in front of us in every capacity of our life. It's it's uh, absolutely like we did our pilot for the company. We didn't pilot in sports. We piloted rideshare with Uber and Lyft. Um, putting them in rideshare vehicles. So when you landed on a, if you flew into Dallas from Phoenix, when you got in that Uber, you could scan the tag on the window and it would tell you, it would give you discounts on the Ranger game. It would tell you what's going on mm -hmm. at Texas Live. It would tell you what bars had specials, hotel, to, that kind of stuff. So, and we have patents in that area too, just like medical. We see a day where, you know, a nurse doesn't want to necessarily go into the room to bother a patient. So she walks by and scan the tags on the door and it says, hey, this is who's in there. Here's what's mm -hmm. going on. So so we're looking at it um, as we grow as a company is, yes, we got our start in sports, um, but we have an infrastructure. We are a technology platform. We just apply it to sports first, but it can be used in a wide variety of applications moving have forward. Have you had any really weird uh, incident reports? Yeah, have you seen any that are we? Kind of so we try not to be nosy, um, but I did see one um, that uh, that I didn't quite understand. There was uh, somebody that they were in a stadium where it was concrete, and the and the chairs are bolted to the concrete, right? So. The incident report said, please help me. I've dropped my phone under the stadium. And we could not for the life of us figure out. I was like, I don't know what that means because it's you, it's completely concrete, the whole step. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, he didn't mean under a seat. And then somebody in the office goes, well, how do you scan the tag if you drop his phone under? I was That's like, I don't know. I was... Maybe his friend did it. Um, so, yeah. So that was an odd one. And then another one we saw, um, help, I lost my wife. Um, so that was kind of oh, a did weird you guys, one. Were you able to connect uh, them? Um, we, well, the venues do it. We're, we're the vessel. So we're yeah. we're AT&T if you're calling 911. We're, yeah. we're getting you there. Yeah. And so, But the best story that we heard was we had an NBA, a VP of ticketing, um, come to me and said, he goes, hey, I was at a game where Digital Seed is deployed. And the gentleman in front of me, 
Tony's armrest broke, and he was very frustrated. He said, so I leaned forward to him, and I said, hey, scan that digital seat uh, tag, and somebody, and you can report it. He said he scanned it and said, my armrest broke. He goes, 10 minutes later, they were down there fixing the seat. And he I'll said, and, and I said, I need you to record that so we can put it on the front of our website and everything else, because that's, that's the stories we like to hear. We yeah. think that incident yeah. reporting um, is going to be a requirement at some point in every stadium because it's it's an easy way to do it. I would think so. Can you get us some stickers for our seats at the I podcast? Will absolutely do that. That we could then go to the website? But I get or, to pick the design. It's going to be all two heads on there. Oh, on that's the totally edges. cool. <laughs> but if there was something where he could assist me with some things, just like the seat there, fix deal, that would be fantastic. You, too. There you, you can put the dashboard up there. <laughs> <laughs> One of the new things you've done... Uh, Digital student yes. for the new the new inventions of you guys, I think it's phenomenal. And for a lot of the reasons you've already uh, talked about thus far, but how does digital student work? So digital student, um, I was having a conversation with uh, with someone who who works in a capacity on, on a school board, and they and they said, hey, have you, have you thought about putting your QR codes on student IDs? And I said, well, we, I mean, we've we've thought about. It. I said, what, why? And, and and she said, well, there's a new bill that got passed in Texas where they're requiring to they're required to put the suicide prevention um, hotline on the back of the IDs. And she said, I thought that. Scanning the tag was a better way to communicate with students. So we really started drilling into it and doing our homework. Everybody knows what is going on as far as school shootings, as far as yeah. suicide. It's just sui teen suicide between the ages of 14 and 18 have gone up 60% since 2008. Mm. Think about what happened around 2008. It's when social media really took hold. So these yeah. kids are seeing. And so what we keep hearing from these kids, and we work with high school kids, college kids, when we install the tags, because mm -hmm. they're our core demographic. They're our early adopters. And we, and like we, yes, we <coughs> built Digital Seat, but it's not our platform. It's the people that, that use it. And so we hear about their struggles and about what they need. And so we really got to talking, and, and Matt and I kind of said, look, if we can get these kids the ability to quickly scan that tag, and we link up with the National uh, Suicide Prevention Lifeline, um, which is chat. Because what we've learned is kids won't pick up the phone and call a suicide prevention number, but they will chat <laughs> with somebody in real time. So um, we put together a digital student where they can scan their tag, they can chat with a suicide prevention specialist in real time, they can use our same incident reporting where if they're getting bullied or if their friend has a problem or if there's, uh, you know, hey, I think somebody might, might have brought a gun to school, they can report that in real time. But they yeah. can also do fun stuff like, um, they can look at the athletic schedule. They can vote for prom king, prom queen. Yeah. They can buy yearbooks. Um, we want to give them the ability to apply for scholarships for college just real quick. And so we're really excited about it. I mean, we're passionate about what we build. Wait, so you put the IDs on where do those they go because most school systems require students to have student IDs yeah and so we will put the QR code on the actual student ID okay so that in and, and its school districts already have apps um but this gives the ability because we can segment the student by school just like we do seats in a stadium so a principal at one high school might want to send a message out just to his students well a district-wide app doesn't let him do that necessarily yeah so we're going to program these to where every school will have their own build so if there's a district that has five high schools they will look like five completely different platforms just like tcu and smu and baylor's all look different um and so we're just we think it's going to help, and we think that um, it's something that we've gotten really good feedback um, mm -hmm. so far, um, and we're we're really excited about it's it. It's a phenomenal idea, and not not just because of the big picture, but the mental health perspective you just talked about. Like a kid, these kids that are having these issues, 
this is a quick and easy and more uh, desirable way to reach out for help. Right. In your own comments the other day on the phone, I mean, these kids need someone to step in and intervene and calling a phone number on, a, on an ID doesn't really work anymore. They don't want to do that. It's too, they feel too... Especially with their friends around. Yeah. I mean, and that's because our early conversations was with, um, with universities and they mm-hmm. said, hey, can we put these in dorm rooms? And what we learned was... Um, you know, a lot of these kids have mental health struggles or sexual assaults, a big one, you know, I hate to say that, but it's true. But kids that are laying in their dorm rooms at night aren't going to pick up the phone and call no. a suicide prevention online. You got a roommate sitting right there exactly probably, right. you but know. what they mm-hmm. will do is scan that tag that's on their bedposts under their covers and chat with somebody in yep. real time. We have realized that. And so um, I was talking to a school administrator from a district and he's, they recently had, a, unfortunately, a, a school shooting. And he said, we did a survey of all the students and all the teachers um, and all the parents and said, what what could we have done better? What do we need to do for the future? He, go, he told me, he said, we thought that the answer was going to be, we need metal detectors, we need more security guards, because it wasn't. He said, what we kept hearing is, we need somebody to talk to, we need an easy way to report things, that's what we need. Yeah. And so that's where I think that we fit in is, is helping that for students, but also for teachers, mm-hmm. teachers that want to ask questions, to the administration, they'll have a tag on their desk. If they need to report something, if something's going on in the classroom yep. that shouldn't be, they can just simply scan that tag and say, Hey, I need somebody to get down here. Um, so it's, it's a multifaceted platform. In that Phenomenal regard. idea right there, Cameron. Kudos you. to you. So on that note on ideas, do you find yourself as an entrepreneur, like Sometimes the ideas just keep going and going. Like, do you, do you have to, I mean, I would imagine with this, there are people coming to you and your own creativity is such that we could do this, we could do this. Like, how do you hamper that down or do you? Maintain focus. That's um, Matt and I, um, we're like yin and yang, but we work really well together on, um, you know, what we're going to focus on, how we're going to do it. We spend a lot of time writing patents and, and our patent team is phenomenal and I hate them. And that's what I tell them all the time. I'm like, yeah. you guys make me do so much work, but it's the best thing for our company. And we've mm-hmm. probably written, I know we've written 500 pages of patents in the last, I don't know, five months. Um, wow. but, but we get them great, but we get them great. It's like writing dissertations. Every one of them. I think the last one we wrote was 92 pages. Um, and it's mm. not, it's like all technical jargon that you're just like, makes your brain. Melt. Are you trying to stay um, really broad though, to like we, cover everything? A lot of them we look at like NFTs is a big one. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, is there's a lot of people are like, it's a bubble. Some of it I think is, but I think there's a big future there. So we try to stay ahead of it. But as far as ideas and what we focus on, we really look at, Total addressable market, what it's going to take from a CapEx perspective to address that market. Yeah. Are we ready to go into it? Um, and it's funny because you'll go sometimes, especially when you're know when you raise, in the process of raising capital, every investor um, is different on how they think of things. And so we'll sit in front of some investors that go, hey, we want you, We want to know what the entire market could be for digital C. We need to know what it looks like in 10 years, how you get to be worth $5 billion. And then we'll sit the next day, we'll sit in front of one that goes, I don't want to talk about anything but sports. I don't want to hear mm-hmm. about medical. I don't want to. And so I know which investor that was. <laughs> and so, so it's, um, but we try to, it's, it's hard a lot of times because we think about these things and we're yeah. like, man, wouldn't that be cool if, but we just really have to maintain focus. Cause at the end of the day, we owe our shareholders return. We can't be going, um, on these wild goose chases. Like I have, and we, you know, we're very, very cautious with our capital and where we deploy it like we are a small team and we're a lean team and we like it that way um so that we're not going out we don't want to go spending out tons of capital and go into a board meeting going well 
we spent $100,000 on this because we thought it might be a good idea. It wasn't. Like, if we're going to do something, just like with this digital student, yeah. before we ever even talk about it, we go, and, and my main thing is surrounding myself with people that are smarter than I am. Let's get the people in the room that have made the mistakes, that have done this, that are sitting in that chair. Like, one of the rep people that we work with the most on this has been a superintendent for 19 years. And me, I had to ask, what are we doing right? What are we doing yeah. wrong? So, yeah. So, real quick, though, I mean, kudos to you for not only doing the patent stuff, like the real hard like devil in the detail work but also implementing the actual product and idea right it's not just a show but is some of the exit strategy on this like if we got enough patents man somebody's going to come trolling along and grab like these fish will bite you 100%. know percent. Mm -hmm. i mean the wider that we make them and, and, and again we have five patent families right now um across from Rideshare, medical, digital system for digital record verification sports mm -hmm. i mean so um we have already received some calls from some really well-known names that yeah. say, hey, we see, you know, that you got this patent that's been granted. Let's talk about this. So so that's really, yeah, as our our strategy is obviously let's do our business. Let's go make money from, yeah. from these other things. Um, and I think the rest of it will follow. I think that if we continue to file these patents that uh, eventually we become attractive enough to to become a portfolio company or for, you know, this big PE conglomerate to go, hey, sure, look, sure. I like what you're doing here. Sure. Let's Have you thought about doing it for JW's clothes? You know, if he was to go to a summer camp or something where he could just scan it, and you'd know that it belonged to him. Or we're pretty Fish, fishing shirts only. So. We're just we're, that's actually going to be the whole thing on the front, just front just, and back. Oh, that's what it should be just a big QR just code T-shirt. Yeah. I have a, I have a legitimate question now. Yeah. So the company's doing really well. Yeah. Uh, pandemic hits us. All live all live sporting comes to a halt. Yeah. So you're in a holding pattern there people going out to eat finally or QR codes became a more of a prevalent thing in our lives. Does, is there a benefit to the, the pandemic because of just because the QR code became so in your face all the time? A huge benefit. And, and I remember sitting around like forced um, adoption, right? That's exactly right. We used to get asked all the time, uh, every meeting, how am I going to educate my fans on how to use this thing? And we actually used to send social media kits out to all the schools and they would run cartoon videos we had made or we'd film it with the mascot and we have one with super of, of him scanning the tag that kind of stuff um we never get asked that anymore ever That's i mean because kind of cool and yeah, so i i remember us sitting around in like april uh april may and i remember telling matt i'm like i'm hope that we look back on this one day and go man this was such a good thing for the company i was like because right now it sucks i was like yeah uh, this is not a you probably are me. is that just and today so that day we're I, we i think we're at that point where we can visually say look that was better long term for the company because it accelerated adoption mm -hmm. where we could never imagine where we were trying to educate fans a hundred thousand at a time inside of a stadium and so we took that up on ourselves and we're like, look, we're going to have to do it. Nobody else is. We're going to figure it out. We'll yeah. fight that fight. Now it's like we got a billion partners that are all doing it too. So we're like, well, this is great. Right, <laughs> so right. Would a QR code tattoo and be able to be scanned there on skin? people that do that. Yes. And so uh, somebody made the comment about, we were talking about doing a, a marketing strategy on some different, a, an event that we're doing that's coming up um, and was like, well, we should have temporary tattoos that are made. And so yeah. we should give it, we should, because we look at doing tailgates, um, we're doing the festivals, so we'll be there for a bunch of stuff. So, um, yeah, so put, have fans that can put them on, you scan them for different things. I mean, that, I don't we'll know take I, that instead of a actual seat one, we'll take the temporary tattoos, tattoos for our website. As yeah. long as they're neck Please. up. Please, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> forehead only. <laughs> Cameron, biggest challenges for digital seat media? Biggest challenges, um, 
growth, I think, is is figuring out, um, you know, we went from having four employees, so now I think we have 32 full and part-time. Um, here and, or in Austin? Both. Uh, here and in Austin? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and, you know, it's a challenge scaling that quickly. Um, it is a challenge maintaining that focus. You're getting pulled in a lot of different directions. You know, you're because we work with big brands. Like when you're working with, again, the TCUs, the Oklahomas, the Washingtons of the world, not to mention the Googles and everybody, then you get a lot of phone calls of people going, hey, what about this? Hey, can I use this at my, you know, 300 seat uh, play auditorium that I have? And so, yeah. um, and, and it's just staffing up. And for us, it is uh, culture. I know everybody says this, but, but culture is just a massively important part of the company. We want people, and we tell everybody this when they interview, no matter what job, what position, um, we tell them, look, this is not a nine to five job. A lot of people need that structure and they want to work Monday through Friday, nine to five. That's how my best friend is. At five o'clock, shuts it off. But his job allows for that. That's not Digital C. It is, we're there to survey client and we're there to survey fan base. And if that means that on Thanksgiving morning that you're typing emails, unfortunately, that, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. But that's what it takes to get the job done. At yeah. the end of the day, that's what, so there are plenty of companies that we're surpassing now that set, that that were way ahead of us, but they sat around and played golf all day and patted themselves on the back and were like, hey, we did it. Yeah. Um, instead of taking that next step on how to innovate. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how, that's not our philosophy. Golf's not part so, of innovation? It is not. I got two metal <laughs> shoulders, so no, definitely not part of my innovation. But yeah, so scaling, finding those right pieces sure. that we employ, um, I think is one of our biggest, I won't see challenges, it's it's just time consuming. I've just thought of an idea. I'm oh, not to do fully. Do you want to put this on, on tape? Did you hear it? <laughs> Disclose it. But can you do the QR from far away or does it have to be right there? Like, could you zoom in on the camera to get a QR like on a sign far away? Yeah, we do it on Jumbotrons. So we'll do oh. it sometimes. It's on your place TV it up too. There. You see them on uh, TVs? Well, that's oh, they're it. on the TV? Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just read the yellow tag to see how much energy I'm saving I'm each real year. Sad. I just read the yellow pages. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, still throwing those. So yeah, you can. Uh, we do that sometimes in venues that are either mid-season saying, hey, I want to adopt it. And if we're uh, behind on being able to get it. So you throw it up done, on the Jumbotron and you uh -huh. can zoom in and, enough yep. to grab it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And we had pretty good adoption. We did it with um, Iowa State during football. I think they had 15% adoption rate. So if you go to a sporting event, you might actually see that. So that, that Oh, I didn't know you could go to them. I thought, that were just, I thought it was just only <laughs> yeah, for watch on super fans like my partner here. <laughs> are, you, are you able to go to sporting events now with what's, what's been happening and still enjoy it the way that you used to love sports? Or is it now a different animal for you? Um, if I'm going to a game that doesn't have our stuff in it, then yes, I enjoy it. It. But if I'm going to one that has tags down, then I'm always, you know, looking at because the coolest thing I think so far for all this was when we did our first big stadium, which was OU. And we we finished the last tag four hours before the game started. Oh, wow. And so because of the pandemic, we were so yeah. rushed. So we put it down and I sat down um, and, and Cole, our implementation manager, was sitting there with me. Um, and then were uh, those the individually I, wrapped or these? No, are, these, these were these are on the but, I, but I looked at him and I said, well, it's either going to work or it isn't. I said, we're going to find out real quick whether people actually scan this or not. And so it was really rewarding. Look, because we were from an elevated position, watching people sit down, open up their phones and scan this and then nudge the person beside them, they scan it. You and, could see it happening. And we could, you could, yeah, you could watch it. And yeah. then we're watching the numbers on our phone as That's they go cool. up and up. And we're like, and so after that game, I said, 
this is going to work. Like we, we, we got it. And so I still do that when we go to sporting game, you know, events where I'm like looking around, like are people using it? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I'm like, if somebody's having problems with it, I'm like, Hey, if you do like, and yeah. I'm sure they're like, man, does this like guy like come here a lot and do this? Like, yeah, yeah these tags are Creeper. what? Yeah, what a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, Cameron, we've enjoyed uh, hearing about hearing your story. This is phenomenal stuff. So thank you for joining us, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been yeah. fun. So we always finish it. You can do it this time. All right. You know, Cameron. You might. I don't know if you've ever heard any, any of our shows. If you haven't, it's okay. You know, we have a few. We only have a few people out there listening. But in Belgium or, or Belgium? Germany, Germany too. Germany. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and besides, Budapest. Besides family, all that stuff. Um, what's the best day of your whole life? Besides family and all that stuff, best day of my whole life. Um, that's a really good question. Um, you know, if outside of family, because really, I mean, family is everything to me, but it's probably, I will say back in high school, and this is, I don't think I've talked about this since high school. Um, we were playing a football, a playoff game, and it was in double overtime. And uh, it was to keep us going. I think it was to go to the semifinal game if we won this. I think that was right. Um, and we were in double overtime, and I, I used to play cornerback. And he threw a pass, and I stepped back and caught it. And it was like a scene out of a movie. Like, we won. We had already scored, so we didn't have to do anything else. And that was a very, very cool experience. Nice, so nice. that that was, again, outside of family and, and the, yeah. the typical answers, like, that was that was a really good That's time. That's the first one from an actual event. They were pre performing a, a task, and... Nobody ever tells us that was like the moment. That's a, that's that a great was, answer. Wait, a sport is an event? You, well, you you're know, calling there, it actually one. I'm kidding. That's a great. And I never. One. I don't think I've. I, I legitimately don't think that I've talked about that probably since that day or that week at school afterwards. Like that will be but, the highlight uh, of this whole. Was clip. it just well, huge? Like it I mean, was. It was just a really exciting. I remember the first. So I'm still good friends with my coach from high school. Oh, that's and cool. And so, um, and his name's I'm, not Brian Farda, is it? Uh, no. And so <laughs> we, um, so I remember the first person that tackled me because for whatever reason, I wasn't smart enough to just go down. We won the game. I was like, well, I'm going to go score like from one end zone oh, to the right. other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I take off right. And the first one that tackled me was my coach. And I remember mm -hmm. opening my eyes. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, we're, we won. Like quit running, mm -hmm. lay down. I was oh like, yeah. I'm sure. We probably just got a penalty for this. He's like, it doesn't matter. It's over. I was like, okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what are you going to do? Awesome. What are you going to do when your kid says, dad, um, I'm I'm not going to college. What are you going to sell? What are You're you going to college. Like I tell my younger siblings, I'm the oldest of five boys. Oh, wow. Um, and then I, I've got an older sister, but I, I told them, um, and a couple of them work for us. And I saw them, I was like, you have to go to school. Like you've got, and my big thing was, is, is I tell them, go to school until you figure out what you want to be. Like if, if you get to your third year and you're doing something else and you're doing really well at it and that's your passion, do that. But don't just sit around after and go, I'm not going to school because I'm not going to school. Mm -hmm. yeah. like that 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 doesn't work. Like yeah. go to school, figure out what you want to be. If you don't make it four years, you don't make it four years. A lot of people don't. Awesome. I didn't, but awesome. you Cameron, hear that, kids? Yep. Go to school. Don't do drugs. There you go. Cameron Fowler, Digital Seat Media. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Cameron.